0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Pathways to Business Success podcast series. Today I have the absolute pleasure of having with me our amazing guest speaker, Kishav Adya, the managing partner at Adan Corporate Finance. Today's topic will be about entrepreneurship. Please Kishav, can you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a bit about your background?
1: Sure. Thanks, Ihab, for having me here. Um... Good day, should I say, to uh, the audience. Um, My name is Chenna Keshav Adhya. It is usually a tongue twister to most people, so I go by the name Keshav. Mm -hmm. Um, I am currently a managing partner around corporate, um, where I work with small, mid-sized businesses on pretty much the whole spectrum of corporate finance, mergers and acquisitions, corporate strategy, uh, risk management and growth. the focus of uh, what I do is essentially work with small mid-sized businesses on their growth and cross-border investments, cross-border transactions. And in this day and age, uh, entrepreneurship is being looked at a uh, an alternate career option by most people. Um, and it is something which is very close to my heart. I've been an entrepreneur, uh, for the last uh, 12 odd years, I've uh, set up close to 20 odd businesses. I've gone through mm-hmm. these cycles of successes and failures, and uh, over the process, I've I've learned a number of lessons, which which I take with me in whatever I do. So it's a it's a pleasure to share some of that in today's podcast, Ahab.
0: Well, that's an amazing uh, journey and experience that you have. Thank you so much, Kesha, for being here. So tell me, Kishav, why are you an entrepreneur?
1: Well, s- simply put, uh, I'm an entrepreneur because I am an innovator. I like to commercialize innovation, and uh, I'm driven by relationships and people, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I uh, want to make a positive difference to people's lives. I'm also driven a lot by intuition, um, and a combination of all of this provides a rush which is very hard to duplicate. Um, so once you dive into it, once you you know try it out once, mm-hmm. um, you'll realize that there is ne- there is there is absolutely no greater joy, no greater shot of adrenaline, than the one you receive after reaching a goal, after you uh, earn that first dollar through the business, yeah. knowing that you have worked you know extremely hard to get there to that point and see it take shape, and then you know being able to make it repeatable to commercialize it. Um, Entrepreneurship is also a way for me to make a positive difference to other people's lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Owning a company can be one of the most rewarding feelings imaginable. And you have to be prepared, obviously, to face many professional and personal trials. Um, But then in the grand scheme of things, once you have experimented, transitioning from an employee to an entrepreneur uh, can require uh, a tremendous amount of energy, a tremendous amount of growth and change, which comes with trials um, and then there's the financial freedom. Um, once you have hit it big, you know you you will you will taste uh, that success.
0: Absolutely right. I totally agree with you. With the rush of you know uh, doing something, it's so amazing. So tell us, Kishav, is the entrepreneurship for everyone?
1: Well, I would have loved to say yes, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is like. Um, sadly, no. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Um, however, if you dream of, uh, you know, creating some sort of freedom while b- building your financial stability, entrepreneurship can open doors that most people won't walk through in other other, otherwise, you know, stable careers. Um, mm-hmm. Well, almost every entrepreneur started off as an employee for another yes. company, where, yes. you know, he or she learned the tricks of the trade, uh, understood you know, what works, what doesn't, et cetera. Essentially experimenting off somebody else's money. Exactly. Um, But then, you know, there are situations where people like to get out of the traditional nine to five rut. Mm -hmm. And that's when they look at starting their own businesses. But then a lot of people struggle to realize what awaits them. And I think the transition between these two worlds of the stable corporate career and the wild entrepreneurial life uh, takes time knowledge some preemption um, advice and more importantly careful planning
0: absolutely right absolutely absolutely right so tell us how how i mean how did you get into it yourself
1: well i uh, had a fairly bizarre a fairly dramatic entry into the entrepreneurial world ehab um similar to this uh, recession or mm-hmm. this this uh, volatility that we are going through right now um if you remember back in 2007 2008 we went through something similar with the financial exactly. crisis yeah. um back then i was in london i was working mm-hmm. uh, at morgan stanley and um, you know there was a, a very Uh, I was going through a very difficult situation. I was misdiagnosed with cancer, which is obviously a a terrible situation to be in. And I lived through a lot of regrets back then and encountered something called as the deathbed perspective. Um, There were so many things I wanted to do, but I realized I did not have the time. Uh, It's another story that it was a misdiagnosis in the end and and I actually survived to tell the tale. Thanks to God. (laughs) Um, But then it showed me the way to do what I wanted to do without really having to worry about failure. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't taken those chances because I was worried about failure and I was encountering something known as the pain of regret. And Mm -hmm. it was during this point in time that I realized that the pain of regret is many times more than the pain of failure. So, you know, I started taking punts. I started, uh, should I say increasing my risk appetite and back in 2008 uh, when I realized what was going on with the financial recession I chose to go against the tide and Mm -hmm. uh, in fact I quit my job and became a solopreneur I started consulting or contracting.
0: Wow that's uh, really fascinating I mean uh, thanks God everything is okay with you I mean uh, could you share more a bit more about this deathbed perspective?
1: Well uh, simply put Um, think of the time Mm -hmm. where, you know, you know, that you have, you know, just a few days, a few months on this planet, step back from the moment you're in, in your current situation, and and then contemplate what's going on around you. How will you think of this, um, in a couple of decades from now, if, you know, you, you were presented with another opportunity, um, Think of how you'd be remembered um, if you know you're not there. Um, are you actually awake and aware of what's going on around you um, with with everything, the personal and the professional life? Are you just uh, killing time? Is mm-hmm. time just quietly slipping by? So you know that's when you sit, you pause, you reflect, you look at the bigger picture of your life, um, and you know think of it as a way of painting the picture of how you would want your life to be.
0: Yes. How will
1: you do anything in the future um, if you if, if life presented you with another option? So uh, that's that's crudely put the, the deathbed perspective uh, I look at. And, and one thing I ask myself all the time is, you're, you're, you're only getting older and weaker with every day. So mm-hmm. how will you do anything in the future if you are not willing to do it right now? It's wow. not going to get any easier in the future, is it?
0: Exactly. So powerful. I mean, it's basically like you're going to reflect back on your journey and see ahead down in the future.
1: Yes. That's uh, yeah. That's that that shapes uh, that shapes you in a different way. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, Kisaj, what is the transition like then? I mean, what should one keep in his mind?
1: Well, transitioning from the uh, employee mindset, the entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. mindset is is quite exciting when it starts, but it's also equally difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, So the decision to take that plunge or uh, take that leap of faith should not be taken lightly before quitting your job. You need to ask yourself some really tough questions. Um, about launching your startup about mm-hmm. your, your financial health about your mental health about how you deal with other people how you uh, look at failure how you embrace opportunities uh, exactly. and and how much time you can you know realistically give it if you wait for things to happen uh, then things won't really happen in the entrepreneur in in the corporate world there's al- almost always someone else to blame um, oh well, this team Absolutely. did not do it. this yes, person exactly. did not do it. I did not receive the approval. Oh, it's the market's fault, but <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur, it's Remember it's on it's, you. it's <clears throat> <laughs> Yes, that's right. It's all about it's all about what you can do. Um, and that's, that's when you adopt something called as the founder's mentality. So that's when you think about why you want to become a business owner. Um, and yes, if you if you have the founders mentality and the energy, to make it happen. Um, the next thing is to understand if you have an entrepreneurial idea. Mm-hmm. And if you have an entrepreneurial idea, you create a short write up a plan, and, um, and see where it goes, what's involved, skills, resources, timelines. Um, and if you think, you know, uh, that you just hate your job right now, because of which you, beco- you want to become an entrepreneur, and you just want to change, mm-hmm. then I think you really need to reconsider, you know, why you want to get into the entrepreneurial world Uh, because, you know, starting a business not not, might uh, sound like a good um, alternate option, but it's not really a solution to your, uh, to your, to your problems, because in an entrepreneurial uh, role, you will end up working 24 by seven, 365 days of the year.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Um, well this yeah i mean i mean
0: this idea of taking a leap of faith you know it has been romanticized isn't it right
1: yes Um, especially with with the hype right with the media with um, the linkedin feed that you see of companies getting funded in in, and, and and then you read about all these you know incredible things around you um you know with with the motivational speakers talking about the leap of faith yeah uh you know and then listening to some podcasts you know which <laughs> which talk about oh take the plunge <laughs> um but then uh, yeah that that romanticized picture about an aspiring entrepreneur tossing a stack of papers in a waste basket um as as his co-workers line up and and applaud uh, is is unfounded the, in, in reality, this Hollywood style dream can become, mm-hmm. become a, a real nightmare. Because business success doesn't come from taking just one gigantic leap of faith. Um, it's about consistency. It's about sustainability. Exactly. You have to start small and slow and create that, that framework for success, as opposed to, you know, dreaming of funding. Yeah,
0: rushing it fast or something. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. So, you know, my, my honest advice to any aspiring entrepreneur is, you know, uh, once I've understood a little more about uh, what they're doing, etc., is save yourself time, money, and the headaches by preparing before quitting your day job, mm-hmm. building your business in stages, as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to build the whole uh, thing uh, okay. in one day reduces to this mm-hmm. and and uh, reaps more rewards in the long run because it's consistent. And as you go from earning a regular paycheck to owning a business, um, always remember to take time out to uh, hash out any detail because mm-hmm. once, once it's like parenthood. Once you dive in, you realize, oh, I don't know what to do next. So it's all about trial and error. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, you can obviously learn a lot of things along the way. So having a good mentor, a good coach can, can help you get there faster.
0: Absolutely. Me, I like to call it like uh, the process, uh, baby steps. I don't know, I like this uh, famous oh. word, baby steps, like take a step at a time, don't rush, don't jump, don't go. I mean, yes. see how it goes, right?
1: Correct. Absolutely. I, I like that. In fact, I'll, I'll uh, steal it from you and use it in my next video. Well, you're uh, most podcast. welcome. <laughs> Definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should get some copyright on it. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, however, you often seen that corporate professionals are more plagued by indecisiveness and inertia than others who have been entrepreneurs, right?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I think, um, you know, the, the main reason for that stems from the fact that failure is mostly frowned upon in the corporate mm-hmm. world. Because uh, if you are in a role and you try out something and you fail, which involves money, time, effort, resources, et cetera, your boss or the boss's boss will ask some very difficult questions, which can lead to, uh, you know, a demotion, firing, what have you, right? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people um, end up cho- choosing to be a little risk averse because when they are faced with difficult choices, which could have a potential failure, um, these corporate professionals are hesitant to take that risk and prefer not to do anything because the inactivity may be attractive Mm -hmm. because it gives the illusion that one is less responsible for failure or harmful outcomes uh, than the success should that activity be successful. Um, It also buys them the time to see how things pan out, etc. So as a result, people get get stuck in this thing called decision paralysis or analysis paralysis so one feels that if risks are eluded by picking options that appear to be uh, less riskier they would they would take it so yeah why not yeah absolutely yeah Uh, i
0: want to go back one step you i heard you mention about the founder's mentality you know this does this require a special type
1: well pretty much pretty much anyone can develop founders mentality is just like exercise the only thing with exercise is it's uh, you know it's healthy hence mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do it we always look for the easier option right uh, dieting fad crash diets but anyway um, when when you are when you are not a, whether or not you're you are a founder or whether um, you know you, you you are looking to get into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, adopting a founders mentality might be the key difference between performing based on your expectations mm-hmm. and outperforming your competitors. Okay. Because if you're comfortable where you are and where you're going, mm-hmm. you will you will be stagnant. You will get nowhere. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh,
1: being addicted to the status quo is the greatest hindrance to growth because you just Absolutely. Absolutely. killing time. Um, okay. However, what I believe is the power of human intent is unimaginable because once people have made up their minds, they can do they can achieve greater things. Most people dream of success, but then you know you, unless and until you wake up each morning and make it happen, it won't happen on its own. Well, some people be... are lucky. Some people they, they they are known to have the Midas touch, where everything they touch turns to gold. But then, uh, depending depending on whether you're one of them, <laughs> you'll have to you know wake up and you have to you know, get things done. And I think um, the the most persistent blockage to your progress in life comes from a single source. That's you. Yeah, um, I'm reminded of this uh, famous saying by Confucius, um, every person has two lives. We all have two lives. The second life begins when we realize we have only one.
0: Wow. So powerful.
1: Confucius was... Uh, yeah, one one badass guy. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. There are there are a lot of these m- mic dropping moments, um, mm-hmm. and yes, entrepreneurs also need to understand that with the founder's mentality, you can't really build an entire building in one day. And there is something called as the uh, micro activity, mm-hmm. the daily actions which have a cumulative compounded effect on the overall outcome at the macro level so if you um, write a paragraph a day you will eventually end up writing a book if you write and compile a piece of code every day you can build the entire system in a few months time just like exercising if you run or walk for 5 uh, <clears throat> 500 meters a day mm-hmm. cumulatively you know you you can you can do a lot more so
0: yeah, absolutely. I would like to call this founder's mentality, in my own perspective, like the "aha" moment. Mm-hmm. It's like a true revelation, something that you know uh, triggers, or uh, you know. But of course, you have to have some psychological safety, and you have to be aware of yourself where you you yeah. are, so you can take the next leap of faith, uh, basically.
1: Absolutely, it it is. It is. Uh, it is required for everything we do. Ahab. Uh, mm-hmm. you'll find you'll find it everywhere around you. Um, and yes, it's at the end of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the day, it's about progressing forward, irrespective mm-hmm. of you encountering failure because failure is essentially a way of understanding how not to do things.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: That resilience will be built up.
0: So you mentioned that uh, time is often undervalued and hence wasted. All right, you mentioned something like this,
1: yes, yes. Um, with uh, the founder's mentality, you will realize that time is the only real capital that people have, mm-hmm. it is also, unfortunately, the only asset we are criminally negligent about. There is no greater wonder and tragedy uh than our endless capacity for procrastination in our lives oh it's so easy to just flick a channel let's see what's there on netflix or you know pick up your phone and you know there's this mindless scrolling on various social media sites or email mm-hmm. expecting a miracle <clears throat> but you see forgetting once mortality is the uh is the greatest sin the original sin in fact that begets all of the sins and once mm-hmm. we lose respect or the once we forget the value of time uh, pretty much everything you know falls apart and entrepreneurs or someone with the founders mentality should i say know that time is the most valuable resource because it is not renewable exactly. and life is too short to waste in inaction it is better to try and fail than fail to try because you know that way you are moving forward
0: I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So Kishaf, tell us what are the top points that you would like to share with our audience today?
1: Um, for people who are looking to shift from the corporate world into the entrepreneurial world, my top advice is think before you quit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Plan the entire journey. Have at least a year of savings uh, in your savings account. Okay, <laughs> um, and if you're a specialist in something, uh, think twice before quitting because you have to become a jack at all jack of all trades. You have to do every mm-hmm. everything. It's just like again being a parent. Um, you have to clean the nappy, and you have to pay the bills, and you have to do the driving. Absolutely. You have to do everything, and set yourself short, medium, long term goals. So, you mm-hmm. know exactly where you're going. And if those milestones or goals uh, aren't met, then you know that you have to pivot. Or you have exactly. Pivot, go correct. back.
0: Yeah, of Yeah.
1: Correct. Um, and unfortunately, it also means that there is a lot of stress involved. Mm-hmm. If your ability mm-hmm. to take stress is somewhere down here, then there are two forget things. Forget about it. You, <laughs> yes, you can either forget <laughs> about it or quit. Or. Uh, you can you can you can look at a way of increasing that stress tolerance or that threshold. Uh, there are there are various techniques um, to to get get past that. Um, and if you are someone who's uh, very shy and reserved and mm-hmm. like to work in your own case. introverts. Yes, then then again think twice because entrepreneurship is also all about. Networking and relationship management, absolutely. Dealing with other people, dealing with the idiosyncrasies of other people, because not everyone is going to be like you, right? Founders are, are um, you know, a difficult uh, set of people, uh, rightly so. And uh, yeah, you can obviously uh, f- get all this done. Um, the, the first thing I would I would normally recommend is write a business plan, because mm-hmm. as you articulate what you're going to do, you'll start seeing things as opposed to just imagining them. And then when you're talking to your co-founders or uh, your potential family and friends who will invest in the business, it's better to have something to show them as opposed to just talking about it. And as you learn to think on your toes and handle your business issues one thing at a time, uh, you'll find that the past is always less stressful than the future. So be prepared.
0: Okay. Exactly. So it's all start, I think, on a white piece of paper, as you mentioned somewhere in one of your lectures, I remember, it's all start in a white blank piece of paper.
1: Yes. Any down, any downsize
0: to um, your points here?
1: Well, the thing that most people forget is self-care as an entrepreneur. I'm personally guilty of it. I, I put on close to 20 kilos uh, throughout my <laughs> stint, and I've had a a graph which went like this. There were You'll days. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So people often neglect their own well-being. Mm-hmm. Uh, they neglect their families. They neglect their friends. Yes. Um, true, true. And if they've got kids or if they've got uh, other activities like hobbies, etc., then you know people tend to tend to kiss them goodbye. Uh, There are times when self-care needs to be your number one strategy because at the end of the day, the entire company or the startup depends on you and your well-being. You may be tempted to go in into the business and forget about pretty much everything, including your timeouts, including your me time, friends, family. But then, you know, it all, you know, has some sort of impact, negative impact um on on you as an individual and it it reflects in your relationships in, in with your founder your family your uh, work etc so my honest advice is instead of waiting for the right time to take care of yourself schedule self-care appointment just mm-hmm. like you would do for any other meeting You in know, block half an hour an hour a day for anything and everything that 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 you do uh, you know for me time basically Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Kishav, I know that you uh, are an entrepreneur mentor in the residence at London Business School, right? So how did, did that happen?
1: Um, so uh, like like you, you're you aware, I'm an alumnus of uh, LBS. I did my MBA uh, back in uh, 20, 2012, uh, 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the last seven or eight years, I've, uh, I've seen that that experience at LBS has helped me tremendously mm-hmm. uh, with what I'm doing. And uh, in fact, w- the, the way I perceive things and the way I do things. So I'm truly grateful to LBS for a number of things. And that's one of the reasons I chose to volunteer a few hours each week uh, wow. towards helping students and alumni who are evaluating a move from the corporate world into entrepreneurship or from the academic world into entrepreneurship.
0: Fascinating. Can you tell us more about this entrepreneur mentoring?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, as an EMIR, as as, uh, we are called, I'm associated with Lund Business School's experiential entrepreneurship activities, um, supporting both students and alumni who are interested in a career in entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. um, who, are either looking to join funded startups or uh, or, or uh, grow their startups. yeah. Um, and each mentor essentially provides some sort of specialization from very specific sectors, ranging from retail to real estate, to technology, to healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, or the jurisdiction experience, as in growing businesses in, let's say, the GCC region or uh, Asia oh. Pacific or Europe or, or the US. Um, or transaction types as in um, fundraising, go to market, uh, m a, corporate strategy, growth strategy, marketing, branding you you name it. Um, and aside from covering a full spectrum of these industries, deal types, jurisdictions, uh, it's also about assisting founders and potential founders on uh, on, on the softer side of things such as, uh dealing with co-founder issues dealing with uh, uh, strategy dealing with the visioning with the future visioning as it's called um and and also in other areas of finance such as fundraising um uh, articulating what metrics mm-hmm. to focus on depending on the stage they are in um and also being um you know some sort of a sounding board for ideas yeah. Um, I do that in, in my capacity as a startup coach with my investments um, or with the, the small, mid-sized businesses I deal with any which ways. And yeah, uh, a little bit of mentoring and coaching uh, has never hurt anyone.
0: Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. I mean, is the startup coach really helpful?
1: Well, yes, I, I strongly believe just like uh, any other activity in, in, in our lives. Uh, a coach can help you see the uh, sometimes invisible trees when you're driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, having a coach is a sign of self-awareness that exactly. yes. there is a weakness as opposed to it being a weakness. And like any new uh, endeavor, uh, working with a coach can be challenging when it starts and even a little scary because you know, you're know you essentially exposing everything you mm-hmm. are and are not right, to mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be a little scary. But if you are brave, if you are committed, and if you're curious, you will find that the coaching relationship can be an extremely powerful catalyst uh, to becoming the person you want to be as opposed to just, um, you know, trying to get there on your own. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, when, when if, you, if you look at it, startups are fairly chaotic. There is a lot of anxiety Uh, about pretty much everything, the structure, the people, and a lot of first-time founders or many-time founders struggle with that. So founders typically use coaches for not just pitching advice, but also managing stress, work-life balance, um, dealing with co-founder issues, amongst other things. And investors these days are increasingly offering startup coaching support to founders in their networks because you know, it helps their investments remain sane and successful. And I think, True. you know, promotion from the startup uh, investors, should I say, is, is helping raise that awareness, uh, that coaching is a valuable service, and it's removing any stigma that's associated with uh, in, in uh, the outside world.
0: Wow, so wow, wow, amazing, amazing. I mean, what has been the positive experience for you as a coach? Are there any technique from those meetings that could, you know, help young entrepreneurs?
1: Well, it is a two-way street. Um, you obviously share your experiences, you share your, um, your life's lessons, and you also learn a lot in the process, by the way. It's like reading a book. It's like watching mm-hmm. a movie. As a coach, I do my best to ask questions and help them get the answers as opposed to it being very prescriptive, like do this, do that, if you exactly. do this, this will happen, because every case is different. Um, however, in the rare occasion that I do make a suggestion, mm-hmm. I do expect the entrepreneur to consider it. Okay. Um, the entrepreneur may not take it and implement it, but at least consider it as in try and mm-hmm. And see where it goes. After all, it's their business, and they understand the, their context better than I do. But then, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a personal choice. Um, I've also personally learned a lot uh, in the last six months or so, having uh, received the opportunity to view at the pandemic from the eyes of a 21-year-old and a 50-year-old founder, that is, and a potential founder. So. You know, it's given me fascinating views of how the pandemic has affected uh, people in different parts of the world, in different sectors, geographies, um, and at the end of the day, every startup is a combination of different factors, so the challenges are very specific. Um, So all I can say is startup founders, you know, uh, should not be afraid, afraid Mm -hmm. to seek help. And um, also, should be respectful of the time that they, you know, uh, that that they uh, receive from other people, especially founders and uh, especially uh, mentors and coaches. And if you are open and willing to be vulnerable and uh, uh, share, and, and sharing those those uh, issues and secrets, then you know people people can help uh, back back some of the decision of yours.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Kishav, for your time today. You know, any most important lesson that you like uh, our listeners to take away from your last 12 years of experience entrepreneurship?
1: Well, um, I, I think there are there are three important points which which I like to tell um, everyone. Um, the first is you won't know it until you do it. <laughs>
0: that's really powerful you
1: can apply to anything by the way Uh, (laughs) um, and success isn't an absolute
0: Mm. wow 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 wow, it has to
1: be consistent and failure isn't permanent
0: wow that's really amazing well thank you so much kishav and thank you for our listeners for being here uh, stay tuned, everyone, and subscribe to our next Pathways to Business Success podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much, and bye-bye.
1: Thanks for having me, Yeah. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Pathways to Business Success podcast. It has been a pleasure to have you, and I hope you have enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to listen more to our experts, interview and amazing speakers, please subscribe and come and find us on www.ihabtabbara.com